Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. Actually, I guess I should be saying joined over distance by GR Dad, though I'm the distant one this time. So Yeah, I can tell you sound really far away. I do not. But you do make that <laughs> joke every single time I say that we're recording over distance. No. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> you literally made it like last week. I take it all back. <laughs> oh. uh, this week, I'm in Maryland and Ingo is in Florida with the dogs. Mer- already in the doghouse for messing up technical issues here. You're not in the doghouse and you didn't mess anything up. Actually, given our household, that's probably a good thing. Hello? Sorry, let me just push. <laughs> Got friends texting me because I am popular and I have friends. That's nice. The cocktail of the week this week is the seven and seven. This is a oh, a cocktail classic. that yeah, my parents always were like, oh, if you're having a party, you gotta be able to make a seven and seven. And like literally, I've never heard anyone even say the name except my parents. And then it's also in bridesmaids um, <laughs> on the plane, <laughs> like. That one of the characters says to the other, she's like, I, I'm going to have a drink with alcohol. And she's like, have a seven and seven. You'll like it. It's sweet. Uh, that it, Those are the only two times I've ever heard it mentioned. Apparently, it was real popular in the 70s or something when my parents were Yeah, it drinks. sounds like when it was bad drink era, that was one of the bad drinks. So seven and seven is just seven up and then Seagram's seven, which is a kind of whiskey. So it's whiskey and seven up, basically. So the seven for the seven up and the other seven for the Seagram seven. Yeah, make seven up yours. Exactly. Um, it's time for administrative corner, Ingo. Oh, I love administrative corner. <laughs> this is every week. It's the best. Uh, you got a week left to order your hopper plushies. So get those I in. Did. did you order one? Um, you didn't need no to do comment. That. I'm not, I'm not, we're we're getting a crate. I'm Uh, not saying anything. Okay, so get your orders in. You got eight days, 21 hours, 26 minutes, and 45 seconds at the time of recording. Wow. It will be pinned on our Twitter profile in the morning when the podcast comes out. So um, that's it for Administrative Corner. It's a little one this week. Little is even better than big. All right, it's time for dog updates. Do you want to do the murder attempt or the Remy update first? <sighs> murder attempt. So I will just start the beginning of the story because it's really your story, Ingo. Uh, yes. Nacho is a wild man, uh, and he also sometimes listens incredibly well and other times does not listen at all. And he's unreliable when we take him out, and especially, frankly, when Ingo takes him out. He likes to bolt. He bolts on Ingo much more than he does on me. And he will sometimes bolt into the water. So we've gotten in the habit of taking him out on the retractable leash. So he can kind of go down the stairs. He's got plenty of room to like sniff around and do his business, but he can't run into the water or run away. And so Ingo put him on the leash today to take him out. And I will let you tell the story of what happened next, Ingo. Mistakes were made. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Vank rile each other up about surely there are lizards out there dude there are lizards we got to go outside because there's lizards so they both stand at the door so i put remy on his leash because i didn't have time to not show 
Uh, I put Nacho on his leash because I didn't have time to deal with him getting wet uh, and, you know, swimming halfway to the neighbors to look for the lizard, blah, blah, blah. So I go about halfway down the stairs with him at my feet, just holding, a, you know, the leash really tight. And then I'm like, all right, you can go down, you can go out to the, you know, to the grass. So I let, so I let the, unlocked the leash, right? Mm-hmm. And he just blur, brown blur downhill and, and around the corner. So he basically, I was like three steps from the bottom of the stair, just pulled me around the corner. <laughs> and, uh, and I just raked my, my knee on the, um, railing, which has raked kind of a is, sharp corner. Raked is a, a minor word. There are still pieces of your flesh on the railing, unless you have rinsed <laughs> them off with the hose today. It kind of hurt. I mean, it hurt. I was uh, in the house and I, I heard it. I to be a... tough, but it was, <laughs> it was painful. I was in the house. You guys had gone out and I heard a big kind of bong thump. And that was my I, kneecap. <laughs> yep. And I was like, I should go out and check. Now, I will note that like I was in class last night and it, it, my class went from like 740 to 940. And I'm in class and I hear Ingo yelling angrily. Out no, in the main I room. Was, I was dumbfounded, but I wasn't angry. Uh, well, it sounded angry. Yeah, fair enough. And I was, I was in my room, like headphones in, doing class, listening, and I hear this, uh, uh, let's say, upset yelling yeah. from the other room, and literally, like, disentangled myself from my setup, pulled out my headphones, like, made everything was muted to come out to make sure that Ingo was okay because he was yelling so loud and clearly not yelling at the dogs. Yelling about something else, and uh, he was yelling at the TV. It was forged in fire, and someone's blade, someone's sword that they spent four days making just just shattered. It was. But Ingo's yelling shocking. like top of his lungs at the I TV. I forgot you were there. <laughs> <laughs> and there have been a number of incidents where I've been in class and have heard yelling or sounds from out of the room and I'm worried that you're going to have a heart attack or something and I come out then you're just making weird sounds really loud weird sounds so I hear this <laughs> bong today and I was like I should go down to make sure that he's okay and he didn't like fall down the stairs and have a stroke or something and I come out and Ingo is curled up in the fetal position moaning <laughs> literally curled up in the fetal position moaning on yeah. the ground in the yard at the bottom no i was trying to extend my leg so you know it wouldn't you, swell up i don't think you appreciate the uh the moaning sounds that you make Ingo went for a 20 mile run last week when he was up here in maryland it was hot and i saw and i find my Ingo app that he was back in his car and I called him and he's just like, <sighs> and I'm like, you're sitting in your car. Like you're not even running right now. And he's like, it's very hard. It was very hard. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like give you some time. <laughs> like you, when you're in pain, you do a full body expression of the pain. And I think in your head, you're very stoic and quiet about it, but that is not the external reality. I mean, if you don't call, then I'm pretty quiet about it. It's just in the car. All the windows <laughs> you were are up. Today, laying on the ground moaning. It really, I mean, it just cracked in my kneecap. If I mean, it was kneecap on metal, mm -hmm. and then it kind of got dragged around the corner a little bit. 
I, I do not want to minimize it. Like you have a big <laughs> hole on your kneecap now and I'm sure it hurt quite a bit. I'm, I'm not saying that you were at all overreacting. Uh, I've no question. That was an incredibly painful thing to go through. But I'm I saying you were indeed in, uh, Nacho's leash was dragging on the ground and you were in the fetal position. moaning. <laughs> That's what happened. <sighs> <laughs> Fine. He tried to kill me. He, he absolutely murder attempted you. Except yes. he would say, "Why didn't you just let go?" Uh, and I'm like, "Why didn't you just stop?" We just, you know, we just didn't communicate very well. Indeed. Um, but he did not go in the water. He was in the bushes, looking for lizards and feeling a little weird. And uh, and I've been icing the thing, but I'm gonna. I've now stopped icing it. Oh. Well. So probably not broken. Like banged up. It's no, it's it's not broken. Oh. It, you would you it would be way more swollen and you wouldn't be able to move it like you can if it were broken. Maybe I'm actually really tough and it's you know broken, but I'm so tough that I don't you know it doesn't disable me. I don't think that's how broken bones work. Oh, that's fair. Thanks for not saying. I don't think you're that tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I, I I have been walking around on it. I feel. I mean, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Good. Yeah. So, but murder attempt. Yeah. He's, uh, so now I just keep him real close on the leash down. And I don't give him extra space to gather momentum <laughs> before he turns that corner. Yeah. Well, it's all momentum. But I mean, your impulse is right. Like, you do have to be willing to drop that leash because sometimes he sees a lizard and then he'll just from midway down the stairs leap the rest of the distance. Oh, he's amazing. You know, he really will just throw himself and you got to be willing to let go of the leash and just let the chips fall where they may because <laughs> otherwise you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> yeah. The, the leash may not work then. I mean, it may just not be worth it given his flinging propensities. I don't know. I mean, I don't have problems with it, but he and I have a little more of an understanding. He ignores like, me. He yeah. obviously has bonded with you and not me. He knows that I always win. I'm going so to increase snacks. <laughs> I'm going to try increasing snacks. I don't do a lot of snacks, but hey. Well, this guy doesn't seem to care. He likes you. He does. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's Nacho. What's the Nacho update? The Remy update is we don't have much of an update at this point, except that the test that we've been waiting on is a two to four week test which our vet just found out today so we also just found out today yeah we were hoping that we'd have the results in time for the podcast but new no. not even new no. not even close new no. yeah um oh i guess there the other update is that he uh so he had four lymph nodes biopsied which we talked about last time two in his neck and kind of two towards his chest and one on his neck has been really itchy and we had the comfy cone on him, which is a, a sort of plushy cone. So mm -hmm. it's really nice for them to sleep in and it's squishy. Uh, but he kind of managed to, he kind of fold it over. He could get it off on occasion. He maybe could just move it around with the scratching. And so he scratched out the stitches on Ugh. one of his neck incisions. And, uh, and then kept some, scratching. And then kept scratching. So, it, I mean, it... it like Ingo describes it as bleeding, but it wasn't really bleeding. Like it was, it was red around there because he was also scratching 
the skin around it, which was shaved, so it was kind of sore. And it was a little oozy, but more just kind of like the clear liquid that oozes out of stuff. I hope none of you are eating lunch. You all should know better at this point. Should we put a trigger uh, warning just on the cover of this podcast, the general cover? Don't listen to this podcast about sick dogs while you're eating lunch if it skeezes you out. There's always gonna you be, all should know at this there's point. There's either going to be like lizards or insects or spiders or wounds. Yeah. Yep. Or yep. other things. Um, so he scratched the stitches out and it, it was kind of open. Like it wasn't blood gushing out of anything, but there was like a hole in his neck. And I had tried to like, I went to CVS, I got some butterfly bandages. Those just fell right off. I tried super gluing them on. That didn't matter. Uh, so we took him into the emergency vet, uh, which is where we go most of the time with our dogs. Um, cause they're also open during the day and they stapled it closed. And they put this big wrap, on, you know, gauze wrapping, and then vet wrap, and then sticky tape to yes, hold it. Yes, sticky in place. tape wrap. That that thing was down underneath the staples roughly five minutes after we got home. He is and amazingly just, efficient at removing those things. The thing is, like the neck ones, it's almost like under his jaw, so it's really hard to keep a anything up around that because, like, if he moves his mouth, it would push it down. Um, so I was like, well, we should try some other thing to keep him away from it. And I was like, maybe one of like the inflatable donut cones. But what ended up working is I went into the bin of dog surgery stuff, which we do have a whole bin for. And at some point I had bought a different kind of soft cone. So it's not squishy like the comfy cone, but it's like half fabric. And then it has some kind of inset clear panels, kind of like the cones that you get from your vet, the clear hard ones. Um, so it's kind of a mix. It's much stiffer than the comfy cone. And it was big enough that like we could get it like really securely Velcroed and I put it through the collar and like the collar is now the right level of Vink. tightness. Vink. There's nothing going on, Vink. Uh, so he tries to scratch at it with that cone on and it doesn't do anything that's doesn't get red. It doesn't get bothered. The tables are in perfect condition. So this new cone uh, has been a real win. And it's, you know, it lays flat when he lays on it because it's like a bunch of segments. So it's perfectly comfortable for him, mm-hmm. um, except that he really wants to scratch it. And I'm sure it is maddeningly itchy, but he can't scratch it with this on. Yeah, so that's and good. it's tough enough to where he does, when he does scratch, it doesn't scratch through. I mean, it'll, it'll yep. keep the paw away from his skin. Yeah, the yep. fact that the panels alternate see-through and not see-through means is he can see through it. There's light. I mean, it just does seem lower maintenance even than the original comfy cone, which is just kind of that thick plastic all the way around, thick uh, cushiony material all the way around. Yeah, I mean, the comfy cone's really good for, like, you know, if Vink has a hot spot or something and you just want to make it hard for her mouth to get to a thing, um where it's like, I don't really want it to be stiff and I don't want it to interfere with anything. I just want her to not be able to reach it. But for this, where we're really trying to protect up around the face, it's really nice to have this cone. So that's the Remy update. So in two to four weeks, we should get some more data on the state of his lymphoma and see where we go from there. Yeah, we did have him, I did have him in the vet today to take out the stitches that were take outable out of two of the two of the ones and then one of the other scars 
hadn't completely healed, so he actually has some staples in there too. So I think he's up to about eleven staples altogether. <laughs> <laughs> no flying on planes with him. He's gonna That's set up the metal detector. The worst thing is he can't swim, right? He does he does like to swim. Yeah. And float around. So well, and then the that's you know, not being able to chomp and be chomped by a nacho right now hurts both of them. Yeah. Nacho is missing his favorite chew toy. It's it's very sad for the both of he them. He occasionally had to just bite Guac in the butt to see what happens. With and he did, mixed results. He did jump on Guac's <laughs> butt today. Yeah. Sometimes Guac's <laughs> into it, but just as often Guac's like, "Why are you chomping me in the butt? I'm taking my hork and I'm going somewhere else." <laughs> wow. Um, all right, so that's it for dog updates. Unless Ingo, you have any specific dog updates to add? Uh, nothing specific. No. Okay. Um, good. I don't have anything under ramblings this week. What? Okay, we'll skip it. Uh, Taste of the Keys. It's a short one, but it's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Man arrested after fleeing on US-1. I mean, right there, it's a classic. Oh, it's a callback to all the... Don't try to flee down US-1 or anywhere in the Keys because there's nowhere to go. You're going to get caught. A 43-year-old Miami motorist who fled from deputies while reaching speeds in excess of 100 miles an hour was arrested on Monday. Raul was charged with DUI, fleeing and eluding, and reckless driving. The sheriff's office was notified of a northbound... It says, of a northbound speeding on US-1, but I assume they moved a northbound motorist or car or dude. Speeding on US-1 near mile marker 84 at approximately 5.18 p.m., deputies spiked the van's tires near mile marker 99 after the van did not stop. Raul was the driver and sole occupant, and he admitted he had been drinking. Raul was taken to jail. Don't talk to the cops, Raul. Uh, (laughs) Shut the fuck up Friday, Raul. I mean, that's true. Don't admit you've been drinking. You did get spiked, so you're kind of screwed. I mean, you were being an idiot. It's clear that regardless (laughs) of your inebriation or not. Weren't you driving up the keys and you saw what you thought was a spiked? Someone getting, got spiked on the I bridge. I saw a car get spiked. On the Seven Mile I Bridge. Did. Yeah. Yeah. I was on the Seven Mile Bridge, and uh, yeah, there was a car, and it had gone over spike strips, and it was kind of pulled off to the side, and we were trying to get around it. Uh, I saw nothing in Conk Life about it. So, and that could have been freaking Deputy Hradecki. The Seven Mile Bridge is his territory. It's his domain. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see anything about it, though. It's just too bad. It's just too bad. So, yeah, yeah I was very excited. I called Ingo and I was like, oh, my God, I just suspected. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have any updates on that one. Yeah, well. Um, okay. It's time for German Word of the Week and Ingo Corner. Okay. So turning the podcast over to you, Ingo. I can't always combine these so elegantly like I did once, so I'm just going to do a German word. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, the German word of the week is, apropos of nothing, by the way, kadavagohazam. <laughs> okay, like cadaver. Obedience. 
So it's cadaver Didn't with a K. Did we do this word? Did we? Check the wiki. I'm checking. I'm checking the wiki. We just did a word related to cadavers, I think. What? All right, hang on. I got to go down to the end because they're in like chronological order. I did? Yeah. Thanks for the wiki, by the way. The listener who's, or the fan who's updating the wiki is doing valuable, valuable work. It's cadaver with a K. It is. Right? Uh, yes. Uh, July 23rd, 2020. So it wasn't that recent. No. Kadava Gehoasam. Oh, there you go. Blind obedience following directions unto death. Hmm. Episode 131, Return to the Tropics. Look at that. <laughs> I'm better than I thought. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a great word. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Cadaver-like obedience. But anyway, mm-hmm. there's a whole week. Well, we did that July 23rd, 2020. Fair enough. So it's, I'm so, just going to change to Laban, which is the German L-I- word. L-A-B? L-A-B-E-R-N. Laban, Laba, 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 which could be onomatopoeia. It kind of means blathering. Oh. Like just... Are you saying something about me? No. <laughs> Apropos of nothing. Labaniso, <laughs> uh. which just sort of means, you know, don't just stop just... BSing, uh, or just mm-hmm. stop just talking. Uh, but it means kind of talking without much substance. But then you do say lava, 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 like yada, yada, yada sometimes That's to describe someone's blathering. Laban. No, I don't know the, uh, the origin of it. There's- there's a character on Arrested Development, which is not a show that I watch, but I just know this oh, fact. I, the lawyer? Bob Loblaw, yeah, <laughs> Bob who has the law blog. So the Bob Loblaw law blog, and it kind of sounds like that. There actually is a dude. What is the podcast I listened to that had Bob Loblaw, and it was actually the guy's name. You need Bob Loblaw. And they had <laughs> Bob Loblaw. Um, I think it was on like a Y2K podcast or something. Uh but they had to do a whole thing, and they're like, yes, Arrested Development, yes, the blah, 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 blog. No, I'm not that guy. Yes, that's actually my name. Um, I think it was a Y2K podcast. Bob, blah, blah. Bob, blah, blah. <laughs> well, blah, yes, blah, blah, this blah. is it. Okay. 20 years later, a Y2K skeptic reflects on millennium hysteria. Robert, L- David Robert, blah, blah. <laughs> A former computer programmer. Oh, he's not a lawyer. No, okay. no. He's a programmer who is like, uh, Y2K stuff was overblown. He was, oh, well, that's because we fixed it. Yeah, I mean, that's That's an interesting that's debate, argument. right? Yeah. There's, there's a real debate because the argument is like, people are like, nothing happened. They told us all this stuff was going to happen. Nothing happened. And all these people are like, that's because we spent like years working really hard on fixing this stuff. And... Certainly there was stuff to be fixed, but then they're like, but there's a few countries where they didn't actually really do much to fix things, and also nothing very bad happened in those countries. I I remember this. I mean, I'm old enough to remember, like, all the elevators were going to not work anymore. No computer. All the computers were going to freeze up. But then they went into, like, elevators, and and all the systems will fail, and Buildings won't air, you know, just nothing will work. This is before smart homes and all the other stuff. Yeah, it was. 
did you see Y2K, the made-for-TV movie I, that came out in 1999? Don't. I don't know that I did. But planes was, were going to fall from like, the sky. That was the other thing. Planes fall from the sky. All the nuclear reactors are going to melt down mm. and the world is going to end kind of thing. And, yeah. and like, there was, there's a great podcast about it, um, which is, I think, called Y2K. It's by the guy, I think, who did Miss, Missing Richard Simmons. So you can track that down like that. Oh, yeah, there's a, there's a, is, the, is the, the series called Missing, maybe? No, that's something Okay, else. never mind. Anyway. Missing Richard Simmons. Um, so, yeah, like, there was a, a thing where, like, in Britain, like, before Y2K, they kind of hit the bug early for some reason, and, like, all the ATMs stopped working, and then they had to fix it. So it's not, I mean, I don't think there's any argument that, like, nothing would have glitched and broken if we hadn't spent all of that time and money fixing stuff like it would have needed to get fixed. I think the argument is more like planes are going to fall from the sky and everything's going to blow up. Like may not have actually (laughs) been that bad if we hadn't (laughs) done all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, so he, he's a person who's like, this was all really overblown. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Hard to, hard to know. We didn't do a control group. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's a couple countries where they didn't spend, the government didn't spend any money. They didn't pay, like, the U.S. had, like, huge budgets and massive contracts to work on all this stuff. And lots of countries did. And there's some countries where they didn't. They didn't do anything. So they still got, like, you know, Microsoft and everybody was issuing patches. So it's not like yeah. they got nothing. But they didn't do this big infrastructure of they didn't do any testing. They didn't spend any money and nothing. Yeah, but is it countries that had no electronic infrastructure anyway? If they don't have planes to fall out of the sky or nuclear reactors. I think one of them was Italy. Okay, never mind. Uh, Okay, so the podcast is Headlong Surviving Y2K from Pineapple Street Media. Um, It's great. The the guy who does it uh, has done a... Like I said, he did uh, Missing Richard Simmons, which is now called Headlong Missing Richard Simmons. Um, so he's really interesting. And it's this kind of mix of like Y2K stuff plus his, uh, like some personal stuff from him. Surviving Y2K. Totally worth a listen. Um, I am not educated enough to speak with authority on the Y2K bug issue of like what was the proper level of hysteria. Um, but it's worth a listen and it talks, it's got people from all sides of it and it doesn't really push an argument either. Um, but it's pretty hmm. interesting. I, I very much enjoyed it and I like the, I like the guy, Dan Taberski. Dan Taberski, who's the podcast host, <laughs> Bob Lala, seems fine. Um, so there you go. I guess that was some rambling. Um, yeah, yeah I sort of was about Laban. So we did some Laban about it. Yeah, it we good. sure did. Uh, we yeah. labbed about laban. <laughs> la laban. Labla laban. There's a YouTube video um, about German compound words, about which I, I may have mentioned on the podcast before. So it's about a woman, Barbara, who has a stand that sells rhubarb. <laughs> The Rebaba, you mean Rhubarb Barbara's rhubarb bar. And they they're like and rhubarb Barbara sells rhubarb at her rhubarb bar to the barbers. And like it all sounds kinda funny in English and it sounds just like 
the same syllables over and over and over again in German. <laughs> and it gets really long. And uh, and there's a YouTube video, and they show just like the like scrolling across the screen with this like 800 character German word. So your your pronunciation of the R's is very good. That's good in there. Thank you. But I guess you knew that, but still. No, no, no. You don't need me to tell you. I'm profoundly (laughs) insecure about the accuracy of my pronunciations in German. So I very much appreciate Your German pronunciation is very good. So I just sound like an idiot because <laughs> it's not like, oh, that's an American with a terrible accent. Like, that's a pretty decent accent. And that person talks very slowly and uses dumb words. Well, I mean, what do you want to be, a German idiot or uh, an American who doesn't speak German? Uh, I mean, you got I mean, your choice. Fair German, there's plenty of Germans who speak slowly and don't don't use big words. So there you go. You're they're, in good company. They'll be my friends, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to be the smartest German? Kind of. <laughs> Right away, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, is that a choice? Then yes. Then yes. Well, that, that, that's a different <laughs> different ticket. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to put in on Ingo Corner? This is your chance to talk about whatever you want, and I'll only occasionally say if it's boring. Nope. Uh, everyone's having a good back to school time, and maybe we'll get back into a normal normal rhythm. And I hope that everything goes smoothly for the transitions. Yeah, you guys, next week you get to get your new COVID booster with the BA4 and 5 variants in it. I'm incredibly excited about this, and you should all go get it because it's going to keep you from getting sick, probably, and it's going to maybe make it so eventually in like six months I'll be able to go inside again with other people. Yeah, and I hear it gives you superpowers. There's small ones, but, you know, some superpowers. You guys, go sign up and get it next week. It's going to be out next week. Do it. Get superpowers. superpowers and also don't get COVID, which is You'll be able to speak to dogs. Yeah. I mean, I do that anyway, but maybe I'll not understand them, but Mm -hmm. but you'll be able to speak to them. (laughs) We speak at them all the time. Yep. Um, All right. Well, get your booster booster. And until next week, Slava Slava Ukraini. And don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite it. We haven't had a biting incident in a while. I'm going to bite someone just to start the industry back up. Only but don't they, bite anyone unless they ask you only to. Only if they ask you to. It's a better story if they don't clearly know what they're I'm going to bite them. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Bye.